Yo, what's going on, man? Look, it's your main man, King Q. I'm here. I'm live. I'm in the flesh. And this is a very, very, very special episode for me because it's just a testament of hard work. It's a testament of consistency. And we've absolutely made it, man. We've made it. We've made it to episode 10. You know what I'm saying? We here. Shout out to my brother, B Visuals who's been working diligently, been working extremely hard. You know, we've been doing our thing, BV, and you know this is only the beginning. We ain't going nowhere, so y'all better get used to these podcasts, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Unselfish Behavior Podcast, episode 10. We are diving into a topic that is so needed today. It is so needed in this time, in this chapter, in a lot of people's lives, and I need y'all to tap in. This is one of those type of topics to where you may want to go get a notepad, because guess what? I'm about to be giving y'all some keys, unlike like you could get anywhere else. Like, so you know when your main man King Q give you keys, like you gotta take them, you gotta put them in your pocket, you gotta apply them, you gotta make sure that you, huh, 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 ready, locked and loaded, and never folded. So understand what I'm saying right now. The topic of the day, the topic of the day, is staying consistent through laziness and through procrastination. I'm gonna say that again. The topic of the day is staying consistent through laziness and through procrastination. And so what I wanna do is, because I know it's a lot of people out there that watch these videos, that watch these clips, that watch these podcasts, and they're looking for specific forms of inspiration that they can apply towards their immediate life, and I get that. And so for this one, I, believe it or not, I have a lot of people contact me in my DM, uh, in particular on Instagram, and they always hit me up asking for conversation, whether it's on a phone, uh, whether it's a text message, uh, whether it's meeting up with me. I got a lot of people out there that hit me up that's like, yo, Q, I want to meet up with you, man. I want to vibe with you. I want to feel your energy. Uh, I want a consultation. Uh, I want to talk about life. I want to talk about tools. I want to talk about specific topics, right? And I'm all for that. But one thing that I keep getting from people is, is, is the topic of working through laziness and procrastination. Yo, Q, I got this dope idea. Um, I applied it. I was, I was working hard on it. I was doing this. I was doing X, Y, and Z. I put the money behind it. But guess what? It fell off just because I like I stopped doing the little things that it took for me to even like see any form of progression. Damn, it fell off because I got too caught up in my work, uh, my, my nine to five job. That is um, uh, it fell off because I got too caught up and invested in my personal relationship to where I ended up. I ended up losing myself in my relationship. So in result, I lost my passion. I lost my fire for my dreams. Um, so I get a lot of people that hit me up with a topic that's centered around losing their fire and not staying focused and consistent on what it is they wanna do. And so I wanna jump into this and I got a few notes that I wrote down because this episode is gonna be very, very pivotal for a lot of you guys. And I promise to God, if you apply what I'm about to tell you, you will see a significance. You will see a significant, you will see a significant change in your life. And I'm telling you, the power is in the small details. So for all y'all out there that's always trying to bat 100 and hit home runs, or you don't even consider it progress, I ain't talking to y'all. I'm talking to the ones that's ready to actually make the small adjustments and to celebrate the small adjustments in order to see long-term success, in order to see long-term setups, right? So look, we're gonna jump into it. Battling laziness and procrastination and inconsistency I'm talking to y'all right now. I'm coming to your household. Like, I'm coming to your household with this topic, and I need you to tap in right now. Step number one, what's your why? Why do you do what you do? See, it's very, very easy 
to, to, to be lazy, to sit at home, watch Netflix, eat cake and ice cream every weekend if you don't know why you're doing what you do. Or better yet, if your why is not strong enough, you're going to always waver. Like, so what do I mean by that? So if the reason you're doing what you're doing is because of money, you'll lose every single time. And it's a lot of y'all out there that's faking the funk. Yeah, that's right. Y'all faking the funk. Y'all acting like y'all want to influence people. Y'all acting like you passionate about seeing people actually progress and transform in their lives and your work. You acting like you're doing this for your for your kids. You acting like right. But but your actions are showing otherwise. Your actions are showing that your why is not nearly as strong as it needs to be. And the reason I say that is because there's no such thing as inconsistency when you have a strong why. So, for example, me, I got a lot of people that come up to me all the time and they say, yo, King Q, I love the fact that you've been so consistent with your work, right? So I started this work in 2016 and we're going on four years now in 2020. And so for me, event production, hosting, any form of communication, right? I just obviously started podcasting, but I was always putting myself in position to be seen and heard in order for me to get a message out. And that has never stopped since the first time I went to an open mic, which was November of 2016. And so for me, what's kept me consistent is that I have a strong, strong, strong why. And I have multiple whys as well. Right. And I'm not and I want to make this clear. I'm not saying wives. I'm saying wise W H Y. Like my whys are strong. So for me. One of my whys, and my, probably the most strongest why for me is my daughter, Delilah. Shout out to my princess, Yesaya. She is the strongest why in my life. And, and, and that's because I've sacrificed so much time away from my daughter since I started this journey that it makes no sense. So I was intentionally walking towards my purpose on, on, a, on, a, on a really, really crazy level in 2017 when I decided to... Uh, quit my full-time job at the time. I was working at T-Mobile full-time and I stopped my income completely. And I was living in a two-bedroom townhouse in Hawthorne and I walked away from a two-bedroom townhouse in Hawthorne, living by myself, by the way. You know, obviously me and my daughter, she had her own room upstairs, downstairs, the whole nine. Um, I had a brand new car. I had just bought a brand new Nissan at the time. So the money was flowing. Everything was dope. Everything was cool. But guess what? The fulfillment wasn't there for me. The happiness wasn't there for me. The sense of purpose wasn't there for me. And that's so, so huge for me. I, I can't do any type of work if I don't feel like it's attached to my purpose or I feel like I'm just wasting time. And it's not a knock to anybody out there that's cool with just living the nine to five life and doing things that you're not passionate about. But for me, that's never been for me. And this is somebody who's had over 17 jobs. I've been working since I was 16 years old. And so I've always been accustomed to having my own, providing on my own. I moved out of my mom's house at 19 years old when I had my daughter. And so I've always had this sense of like having to take care of myself. And I've always embraced that. I've always loved the idea of having my own key and opening my own door, living by my own rules, doing what I want to do when I want to do it, working hard and reaping the benefits of my work. 
And so for me, in 2017, I intentionally walked away from comfort in order to intentionally get uncomfortable, in order to work towards a long-term goal that obviously I'm still working towards even today. But what keeps me going is there's no way in hell that I've processed, I've, I've processed this much pain, this much sacrifice away from my daughter um, and, and I not see a benefit or, or, or reap the benefits of, of my sacrifice. That's not an option for me. And so every single day, my daughter is always on my mind. My daughter is always behind every project that I do. My daughter is always a part of the long-term, mid-term, and short-term vision for every single thing that I do. And, and I am imperfect, so I don't want to sit here and make it seem like I'm a perfect person with all the answers figured out because I'm very, very, very far from that. And so I do have days to where I struggle with laziness on my own. I do have days to where I struggle with inconsistency. I do have days to where I may not feel as, as fired up on certain projects. But what keeps me going even when I have setbacks? What keeps me going even when I have moments to where I don't feel like doing the work? Like we, going, we come in full transparency in this episode. And for me, I never want people to look at me and, and, and see somebody who has it all figured out. I never want to be at the level to where I feel like I have it all figured out because that on, on, that, on that point, if I ever allow myself to get to that point, I will have stopped being a student to life. And the moment you stop being a student to life, you are immediately losing at life. And so let's stay on topic. So for me, um, once I made that sacrifice and decided to, you know, jump ship and, and, and not work the generic nine to five lifestyle anymore, I'm really embracing a new mindset, a new perspective on life. I start seeing everything around me physically just crumble. So I lost my place once I quit my job. So I didn't have the income, didn't have a spot. And then I lost my car due to repossession just because I wasn't able to pay the payments. Right. So for me, that was like everything just crumbled. Oh, and mind you, my spot where I was living at was directly across the street from the new school. We just enrolled my daughter in me and her mom. And so that was a huge, huge sacrifice for me because I'm like, Yo, I'm really giving up true comfort for what for these visions, for these visions that I see in my mind, like they were driving me crazy and they're still there. They've never left. But the vision, the vision that I see inside of my mind is probably the second strongest part of my why. There's no way <laughs> like I mean, no way in hell that I am going to allow myself to see the type of things that I see in, in, in my mind and not experience them in the physical. It's not happening. It is written. Anybody who knows me, they know that I always say my life is already written. The success, the failures, the downfalls, everything is written already. I know exactly who I am. I know exactly where I'm going. I know exactly what I'm destined for. And so my job is to always be obedient to the resources and to the platforms that bring themselves as opportunities in front of my face. So once an opportunity is brought to me, you always, I always have an option just like you do to say no or to say yes to that. And for me, all you're doing is looking at somebody that's saying yes to his opportunities, somebody that's saying yes to his calling, somebody that's not looking at his failures and saying, I'm not worthy or I'm not qualified. How many of us do that? I'm not I'm never going to say I'm not qualified to do work just because I don't have the experience in that field. I'm the type of person that's going to jump 
and find out what the temperature of the water is once I land in it. I'm not the type of person that's about to go to the pool, tap my toes inside the water to see if it's cold enough or cool enough or warm enough for me to get in the water. I've never had that type of mindset. I am a jumper to my core and I don't do nothing half-assed. So if I'm doing it, if I'm working on it, if I'm like processing it, is going to be done 100% or it's not going to be done at all. And so for me, staying focused on the topic at hand, fighting and battling against laziness and inconsistency is extremely pivotal. But you cannot do that if you don't have a strong why. If your why is not clear cut, if your why is not strong enough, you will always find a reason to have excuses, to not go to your next project, to not do this, to get up and, and, and to just completely be disobedient to every idea that God has given you. You'll always have an excuse as to why you can't do it. It's a lot of y'all out there that's always talking about, well, I ain't got the money to do this. Well, I don't have the team to do this. Well, I don't have the resources to do this. Well, I, well guess what? This is what sets apart winners from losers. This is what sets apart winners from losers. Winners, they can look at your same exact situation that you're sitting at home complaining about, and you know what they'll do? They'll look at all the qualities, aspects, tools, and resources that they do have, even if they're extremely minimal. So it's a lot of y'all that feel like you want to influence people and be more impactful on social media, but you're not doing it because you feel like you don't have the equipment to look presentable. And I'm telling you, that's an excuse. That's an excuse to not do the work. So now you're starting on your purpose simply because you've convinced yourself in your mind that you have to have a $5,000 camera in order for people to hear you, in order for people to see you. And we all know that that's not truth. We all know that that's not truth. So if your why is not strong enough, you'll always have excuses. So throw them excuses in the trash and figure out what your why is. And once you do that, <laughs> it's game over. Number two, we're jumping into it. We're jumping into it. We're jumping into it. Can you do it for free? Can you do your work for free? Why is this so pivotal? Well, like, 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 why is this question right here even a part uh, of this topic on the podcast? Can you do it for free? So we're talking, we're, we're on the topic of laziness and inconsistency. And number two on the list as to how you can combat that is, can you do your work for free? Think about that. The thing that you're going around telling the world that you're so passionate about doing, that thing that you're that that you say that you love, that 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 thing that you say you constantly thinking about, that thing that you've been game planning for for months, right? It's a lot of you guys out there that need that that need to really throw away this idea of feeling like you have to have all the answers figured out before you jump into your project. Guess what? Newsflash: you don't even have to have a quarter of the shit figured out before you jump into it. You need to just move. God God will meet you halfway. It's a lot of y'all that feel like you have to have it all figured out. And if it's not making sense logically to your brain, right, then you don't do it. And I'm telling you, that's another form of living an excuse and living a lie that you've created in your mind. Again, life is all about perspective. So you choose what perspective you want to live by. And so let's stay on topic right here, right now. Can you do it for free? Can you do it for free? Can you do your work for free? Are you a dancer? Are you a comedian? Are you a rapper? Are you a singer? Are you an influencer? Are you a poet? Are you a writer? Are you a like, like whatever it is that you find yourself doing that you love, do you do hair? Do you like, like, are you a fashion designer? Like, like what 
will you be able to do for free and still get the same fulfillment, the same joy, the same love, the, the same sense of completion? Like, like, is your work fulfilling to the level to where you can see yourself doing it for free and still being happy, still being passionate, still going and telling the world what you're doing? Like if all of the money stopped, would you even still be doing what you're claiming you love? And the answer for a lot of you guys that's watching this right now is no. And so I need you to understand the importance of being real. A lot of you guys are in areas in your life or in fields in your life that you're not even truly passionate about. You're just doing it because your mama told you to do it and your daddy told you to do it and, and your friends told you to do it and you've seen your sister do it and you've seen your brother do it. So so you're just you're, you're just like literally like uh, keeping a cycle moving of like living an inauthentic lifestyle. And I'm telling you right now, that shit needs to stop yesterday. If you don't love what you do genuinely to the point to where you can see yourself doing it for free, stop doing it now. Not in a week. Not, oh, let me see if I'm going to feel different in a month. No, bullshit. Call bullshit on that one. Like, you got to understand the importance of, of loving something to the point to where you can see yourself doing it for free. And why do I say for free? Because guess what? If you're doing something for the money, I'm about to break this down for you. I hope y'all paying attention. I hope y'all tuned in. If you're doing something simply because of the money and the money slows down and it stops coming, then what happens to the fire? What happens to the motivation? What happens to you being up late at night? What happened? Like the money's not coming and you're doing the thing that you said you love. But guess what? The money's not coming. The views are not there. The following is not there. The support is not there. So then what do you do? I ask you, I don't know your personal situation, but it's something to think about. What do you do in those situations when you're implementing a project and you see that nobody's even paying attention to it, let alone paying for it? Like, do you get discouraged or do you get inspired even more because you know that that is a portion of your story and of your and of your testimony that you're going to be sharing to the world when you do experience the success in your field? And so I'll tell you right now, find something that you love to the point to where it fulfills you to where you don't even have to get paid for it. Now, is that to say do what you love and never get paid for it? No. Is that to say do what you love and don't demand your worth once you get to a level of of being able to request what you are worth and to and to put a stamp on your value for your business? No, don't get my words twisted. I'm telling you right now, I'm saying your fulfillment should come before your focus on the money. So if you're doing it just because of the money, I'm going to say this one more time. It's going to be very easy for you to, to, to be non-motivated, to lose motivation, to lose inspiration in that. Because guess what? Rome wasn't built in a day. Any project that you have your eye on, anything that you feel passionate about and you have all these long term visions and long term goals for your project and your idea and you see yourself on this level and this level. If you just focus on the achievement and you forget about the process, then there's no reason for you to be doing what you're doing. Understand that again. A lot of you guys are way too focused on the end goal, the prize, the gift, the success, the standing on a mountaintop with your hands up. You guys are so focused on that image that you forget and you lose out on all of the valuable, valuable tools inside of the actual pro process. 
And so in the process, you experience failure and the process, you experience heartbreak and the process, you experience disloyal friends and the process, you experience all these things that you didn't sign up for or that you didn't want to experience. But those are the things that's going to make you experience your success on a greater level. There's no way that you can experience gratitude if you've never experienced failure. I'm going to say that again. There's no way that you can even know what gratitude is or feels like and the beauty of gratitude if you've never even truly felt what it feels like to struggle at something so bad to where you feel like, man, I ain't got no other choice but to quit. And I've felt that before. Obviously, I didn't quit. But I'm saying, like, have you ever been to the point in your journey to where you literally felt like I can't do another day of this shit? Right. And I've been there and I know a lot of you guys have as well. So it's very, very key. You have to be focused on something that you love to the point to where it's fulfilling your spirit. And then you'll always be able to give it. And I promise you, as long as you're doing what you love, the money will follow. As long as you're doing what you love, the money will follow love the money always follows love so keep doing what you love and i guarantee you it's gonna follow you number three a daily routine is extremely important take your notepads out right now a daily routine is needed in order to combat laziness and inconsistency and for me i'm at my best when i'm actually living by a routine starting from the morning obviously and small adjustments like for me, one of my most recent routines that I was doing where I felt like I was like really on my shit <clears throat> and just really being consistent, really excited to wake up. I would wake up at about six, seven o'clock every morning. Right. And and the first thing that I would do is I would allow myself to sit in silence. I wouldn't touch my phone for at least 30 minutes. I would get up, sit in silence, not touch my phone for 30 minutes. Then I would go right to my living room floor. I would get a nice little stretch in. I would put on some meditative music or a podcast, probably some Gary V. That's my main man, Gary Vaynerchuk. I'll put on some Gary Vaynerchuk or maybe some E.T., maybe some Michael Todd, depending on how I'm feeling. And I'll put a little something on while I'm getting a good stretch in before I start my day, y'all. And after the stretch, I'll gear up. I'll put my shoes on. I'll put my sweats on. I'll put, you know, a jacket on, a windbreaker or something like that. And I'll go for a nice two to three mile run in the morning. I'll come back, bang out 50 push-ups. Then I'll go in my backyard and I'll meditate for five to 10 minutes. And then I'll jump into my day and get it started. When I tell you that's the best that I, I feel like I'm at my absolute best by simply doing those Basic, very simple and minimal steps every single morning. And so I tell you, find a routine that works for you. It does not have to be that, but find something that works for you. You know your schedule. You know what works for you. You, you, you know what your distractions are. Start telling yourself no more often. How about that? See, a lot of y'all out there are confused on what adjustments to make. And a lot of the adjustments just simply lie in you telling yourself no. Tell yourself no more often and I guarantee you, you'll start seeing a huge, huge, huge difference in how you act and responding and experiencing life. I promise to God, it's extremely important. So come up with a routine. Circle of influence is very, very important. This is the fourth one. Circle of influence is very important. Who are you allowing yourself to be around? Uh, who's in your circle? Uh, who's your partner? Uh, who do you call your closest friends? Uh, who are those people you contact when you're feeling down? Who are the people that you share your successes with? Who are the people that you associate with? That is so pivotal. 
That's super, super, super important because guess what? If you're hanging around lazy ass people, uninspired people, people with no sense of purpose, no sense of self-worth, no sense of self-love, and all they doing is complaining and moping about what type of shit that they don't have, and I got everything to say about somebody else, and that energy is transferring to you and you will subconsciously you will subconsciously start picking up other people's bad habits by simply allowing them to be around you so it's a lot of you guys that need to really really take a good look and a good honest look really at your circle do you have people around you that may not be perfect but you see the potential and they're working towards their potential see that's the thing a lot of you guys are signing up to be with people and to be around people based off potential and i don't fully knock potential it's okay to hang around with somebody who has potential as long as they're working towards becoming their potential but i'm not hanging around somebody and saying yo you would really be great if you did x y and z but looking at them every day and they're not doing shit to become x y and z matter of fact you want them to win more than they even want themselves to win you cannot be around me you will not last around me if you're not inspired if you're not like juiced up and charged up to become a better individual so i tell you to really focus on the people who you call on your friends, the people that's in your circle. See, I only hang with winners. I only surround myself with winners. I only work with winners, people who are passionate about their craft, people who love what they do, people who feel fulfilled, people who treat others with kindness, people who treat people with love, people who have strong family values, core values of like, you know, generosity, loyalty, commitment, trust. I only want to associate myself with really, really good people. There's no such thing as a perfect human being. But as long as you have people around you that have a set of values and morals that they stand on and live by, you good in my book. Let's jump to number five. Number five is encourage negative and positive feedback. I'm going to say that one more time. Always encourage negative and positive feedback. Why is encouraging negative feedback important when you're trying to combat laziness and procrastination? Because if you have people around you that's allowing you to be fucking lazy, then they don't need to be around you. If I'm being lazy and I'm not walking in my purpose and I'm not being committed and I'm not being like like diligent in God and this work that I feel as though God has called me to do. And I have friends around me that's allowing me to not walk towards that or to not be my best and to not challenge myself. Like like if y'all just allowing me to be mediocre, you don't need to be around me. You really need to be intentional with asking for negative feedback just as much as you always want to ask people for positive feedback. See, everything is about balance. So I need to know when I'm fucking up just as well as I need to know when I'm winning. And so for me, a lot of people hit me up and they're like, yo, you know, you're doing your thing. You whoop de whoop doing this. Yo, tell me a little bit about the last video that I posted. Give me some critique about it. What, what do you think could have been better in that video? Uh, I just dropped a new podcast. What, what episode did you like? What episode didn't you like? I need that feedback. But guess what? It's a lot of y'all out there that can't even handle negative feedback. <laughs> like, like a lot of y'all out there are being pacified and you've been pacified your whole life. 
to where all you want to do is hear about your accomplishments and hear about your successes and hear about what you're doing great at and hear about all the things that you thrive in at. But once somebody wants to give you some negative, constructive feedback and criticism, you immediately shun it off as being negative energy. And I'm telling you, when you have people around you that love you and that want to see you win and you can feel the difference between a hater and somebody who genuinely wants to see you win, you really need to start encouraging your friends to give you negative feedback. Pick the phone up if you just drop the project and say, yo, buddy, yo, friend, yo, family member, I just dropped a new project. Can you take a look at it and give me some negative feedback? I want to know every single thing in this video that you feel as though was not right or anything that I felt or anything that you may feel like like could be better. I don't care if, what it was. I don't care if it was lighting, my wording, communication. Was I too close to the mic? Was I spitting? I don't give a damn what it was, but I need some type of negative feedback in order to give me me that balance because if I have people around me that's always, 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 always telling me, good job, damn, that's great. Wow, that sounds awesome. Damn, that's great. That's then now these are just yes men and they're not genuinely friends because they're telling me everything is good just off the strength of them loving me. But really what that's doing, it's crippling me and it's not allowing me to progress because once you feel like everything is good, then you have no inspiration, no motivation to get better. I need to know what I need to get better at. So I need to know about my weaknesses just as much as my strengths. We're jumping into the next one right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hope y'all really rocking with it right now. Self-accountability like we do our kids. I need y'all to understand this one is very, very key. Self-accountability like we do our kids. So what do I mean by that? It's a lot of y'all out there that sit with y'all kids every single day and you do homework with your kids and you get so frustrated at them for not understanding a math equation or for not understanding what the hell a noun or a verb is. Or you get so mad at your students when you get their report cards and they have a fail or they have a C or they have a D or they some of y'all even get mad. If you had a B, I'm like, damn, OK, you you raised a little bit different than me. We're putting that thing right on the refrigerator. But that's neither here nor there. It's a lot of y'all out there that critique y'all kids on a really um, unrealistic level. To the point to where you're expecting greatness from your kids and you don't even expect greatness from yourself. It's a lot of y'all out there that expect greatness from your little kids and you don't even expect greatness from yourself. It's a lot of y'all out there that hold your kids to a standard of greatness and you don't hold yourself even to a standard of being good. Like, so if your kid comes home and they got a report card with a few C's and a few D's and you giving them an ass whooping and you in their face combating them and, and, and reprimanding them off of some uh, off of getting a D or a C and you're angry at that. I want I want you to stop for a second. Ask yourself the when's the last time you did something in your life to where you even had a B at it to where you would give yourself a B at the last idea or project you had the last relationship you had. How about that? How about the last job you had? What type of employee were you? What type of grade would you give yourself? So so I need you to really start having that same energy towards yourself and not just expecting greatness from your little kids, even the teenage kids. Some people may watch this and have teenage kids and they get so mad at their high school and their middle school kids for not being perfect for not right and, and so what happens is with parents a lot of times we expect our children 
to be great at all of the things, we suck that in our lives. And so now what we're doing is we're fucking up their childhood because we're holding them to an unrealistic expectation that we didn't even meet ourselves when we were young. So now we mad at our kids for failing at grades, I'm sorry, for failing at classes and topics that we was failing at our damn self. And so the reason you're mad is not because they're failing. The reason you're mad is because you wish you didn't fail at it and you want to you want to feel a sense of actually passing that grade or passing that topic. And so you're trying to live through your kid passing that grade or passing that topic. And so it's like you fucking up because now you losing yourself in reprimandation like you constantly reprimanding. But 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 that takes away you looking at at yourself in the mirror. And so I need you to understand the importance of holding yourself accountable and holding yourself to the same standards of greatness that you do your low ass kids. If so, if you can't do that, then you need to just stop it all across the board. Get your shit together. And I say that with love, just like everything else. So it's your main man, King Q. I got the last one for you right now. Stand locked in on the work. Stay locked in on your work. How do you combat laziness and procrastination? By staying focused on the work stay focused on the work so when people hitting you up about bullshit things that's liabilities and not assets things that's taking you away from your work things that's not making you better things that like like you have people around you that's constantly going to be giving you feedback and encouraging you to do things that you know damn well is going to take you away from your work but you keep saying yes to it you keep paying attention to it you keep looking at it you keep getting hypnotized by it but guess what guess what the difference is in the discipline the difference is in the discipline of saying, you know what? I'm not doing it no more. I'm staying focused on the work. Yeah, I may have to sacrifice going out for some weeks. I may have to sacrifice going out for some months. I may have to sacrifice the time that I'm that I'm utilizing scrolling on social media, not doing a goddamn thing. I may have to sacrifice whatever the case may be. So so whatever it is in your life, you know your personal life. You know what your distractions are. You know the things that you need to sacrifice. And so I encourage you and I tell you genuinely from my heart and I'm with you. So everything that I'm telling y'all, I'm working on myself. I'm still working on getting better. I'm still working on like being my best. But guess what? I know that I got a tribe with me and that's y'all that's tapped in. So I need y'all to understand the importance of taking these tools and not just listening to them, but I need you to actually apply them in your lives or what's the point of watching these podcasts? What's the point of watching clips of motivational speakers? What's the point of keep reaching? What's the point of keep asking? You're doing the same shit every single time you get right off of the podcast and you're doing the same thing. You ain't really breaking no habits. So it's your main man, King Q saying, Take these tools, apply them in your life, and always, always remember your why is ultimately going to be the reason behind you combating laziness and procrastination. So it's your main man, King Q, Unselfish Behavior Podcast, Episode 10. I love you, BV. My man, B Visuals. We here. We ain't going nowhere. I call him Kobe and Shaq. Yeah, we, call, we Kobe and Shaq. Yeah, we Kobe and Shaq. You know what I'm saying? We ain't going nowhere. We not going nowhere. So for those of you that's wondering, yo, episode 10, nah, nigga, we about to hit the gas. We about to go. We about to hit the Nas button. Yeah, we got some treats for y'all. We got some special guests for y'all that's going to blow y'all mind that's coming up. We got topics that's going to blow y'all mind coming up. We taking everything, the production, the marketing. We taking everything to the next 
level. So stay tuned. I love y'all. I genuinely thank y'all so much for riding with us through 10 episodes. It's only the beginning. We have not even scratched the surface for the type of impact and influence that signed up and already written for this podcast. And this is just one platform. So I need y'all to understand we out. Keep working on what you're supposed to be working on. Stay focused on your mission. Stay focused on your purpose. And if you don't, well, shit, your ass is grass. And we out.